we're starting. My God, amateur hour here. Welcome back to Truth Hurts, where we expose corrupt politicians and lying corporate media. I'm Jake Duesenberg, your host today. Joining me is the amateur Brad Ganser, <laughs> hater of the show, always a troll you know on what? our comment section. To his credit, it is a hang, Jake. It is a hang. <laughs> oh, you whipped that joke out in the first 10 seconds. Good for you, William. Welcome to the show, officially. Thanks, Jake. So good to have. It was a little tricky getting here, but yeah. <laughs> glad I, to be here. He literally shows up like what, Maggie? Thirty seconds before we go live. <laughs> like, you know, showing up ten minutes early is good. Showing up ten minutes after is good. Right when we're going live. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what. We're professionals around here, though. We can roll with the punches. Joining me always is the political junkie. One of the political junkies. Mega Jesse, how you doing there, buddy? Oh yeah, no, I'm doing good. I think we got a lot to expose today, especially with the uh, state central David Han, and uh, we got some interesting updates on that one. Yeah, this is pretty much gonna be the Mega Jesse show. But reading your comments, let us know where you're watching from. Is none other than Minnesota's blonde baby Matt Walsh. Uh, we call him Straight Laced William. How you doing there, buddy? Why did I get excluded from the political junkies distinction there? I, I don't know why. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't have these talking points in front of me. I'm not biting. I'm not reading from a teleprompter here. We own a teleprompter. We used it like twice before. Not on this show. Just so people yeah. know, this is not a script. This might come as a shock. This isn't a scripted show. Did you know that? <laughs> well, Jesse has a script over there. But the rest <laughs> no, of I got notes. <laughs> Jesse does have notes. Show, mm -hmm. show your notes to the camera. No, I, people don't need to see my notes. My oh, notes are my notes. <laughs> it's a madman. It's a, it's the old college-bound spiral mm -hmm. notebook, and it's full. Yeah. That's what we love about you, Jesse. You're so there's no other Jesses out there like you. Yeah. Well, I, I don't like computers. I don't like taking notes that way. The best way to remember anything is to write it down, piece of paper, pen in hand. So I don't like old computers. School, I don't also. trust those computers. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Not anymore. Not Taking anymore. Taking over the world. Mm -hmm. uh, Brad, introduce yourself and why you're on the show. I have no idea why I'm on the show today, Jake. <laughs> you just kept prodding me, so I decided uh to try to get here, and I was <laughs> able to get here. So uh, from Maple Grove, I ran for office once. I think that's how we got connected a yep. long time ago. Retired candidate, uh, just living and working and uh, raising babies in Maple Grove. And you watched, you were one of the people that we watched, like the establishment go hard in the pain against. <laughs> so you really got a bone to pick against the establishment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very simple. Run the dials as always is Mr. Deep State himself, Dawson, who said he wanted to work for the CIA but never did. Wink. It's true. He <laughs> <laughs> can't either, either confirm or deny it. <laughs> uh, Maggie's off camera watching the show, but I want to give you a shout out, Maggie. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming over to the studio today. I mean, this is a wild show. I mean, why not have Brad Ganser in here? He's always hating on us in these uh, comment section, but he does put rumble rants in, so I can't hate you too much. Those are appreciated. And if you want to be a part of the show at any point, you can interrupt the conversation with whatever you want to say, whether that's a wine selection for, for uh, Mr. William, or mm -hmm. if you have something that's very important, just hit the rumble rant and we will read your comment live on the air. Um, we'll try to get to everyone's. We, I don't think we know where we're going with the show, honestly, because this is breaking news. It was, some point in the afternoon, um, so no, we're not talking about lasers in the Maui wildfires. How dare you, Tucker? <laughs> My God, this is the problem with that. Just the any section. lasers. I see it. And I'm like lasers. that. that <laughs> Easily distracted. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. We're not getting. We're not going there because it's not true. Alex Jones said it was just uh, lighter, and we <laughs> know you wouldn't lie. No, nope. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, cause that Maui thing from day one kind of seemed, 
it's there's something more to that story you know but anyhow we don't have time to get into that what what do you got oh i just want to shout out to dover dan's comment there um i got to meet william and jesse at state central meeting yeah we we did get to meet you dover dan Mm -hmm. i see you changed your profile picture to your motorcycle very cool uh so yeah good to see all you guys Mm -hmm. awesome all right so um some point yesterday i want to say it was early afternoon reuters reported that the indictments had been handed down and there was a mm-hmm. document available at least to them and then it right. was scrubbed off the internet what is right. that story because uh, i don't we know didn't find out until the like late last night mm-hmm. no I, I heard the same thing that uh all of a sudden the docket gets posted up on the fulton county website uh people start looking into it people start digging into it then fulton county retracts it says that it's a fake document it sounds like it wasn't approved by the uh, jury so i'm not exactly sure who was leaking that but it sounds like, you know, people were uh, going a little fast and they wanted to get it out there. And uh, it seems pretty sketchy, though, that they were, you know, putting these ki- this kind of information public without it being approved by the jury, without it being fact-checked at all. Uh, no, what's crazy here is I think Fulton County was expecting Trump to be indicted before the jury actually did it, mm-hmm. which is the insane part. Because they posted it, clearly accidentally they took it down, but they yeah. already had it ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the jury wasn't even, it was still meeting, I think they were hearing from witnesses. Right, and right. right. And then even in this new version. By the way, I should say grand jury, big distinction. Mm-hmm. Well, right, and even in this new uh, thing that's been released, even in the new version, it lists out all the names of the grand jury members I, i've never seen an uh any kind of indictment or any kind of a court proceeding especially of this magnitude that would list out uh the jury members because all of a sudden we're going to see these jury members uh they're going to be confronted by people on both sides and it's not a smart move to uh, have those names uh public i what i want to do is in case people because i know a lot of you guys have probably been busy this broke i think it was like eight nine o'clock last night it was late right this mm-hmm. was late that it broke so I don't want to just rehash too many things that you're probably hearing from other media sources because then what's the point in us, right? Um, but in case you didn't catch this, this is a criminal indictment. It's 98 pages, uh, Fulton County, which is like basically the heart of Atlanta. Um, what's unique about this is it's not just Donald Trump. Donald Trump is, I think, roughly 13 counts yep. of this, but there's like 90-some counts. There's a bunch of other defendants here <laughs> rudy giuliani was explained to these young youngsters today how because you'll know what i'm talking about brad i mean rudy was like the you know america's mayor yeah right like like this was like Sorry, a hero you, you think the political junkies didn't know who pl- rudy giuliani yeah, you, was? no but you were just saying that like you don't know the giuliani we know okay? i actually wasn't here for this conversation that's I right think, i'm thinking of dawson you're the same age as dawson but regardless, when were you born? 2000. So you were in diapers when, I know, right? 2000. 2000. <laughs> yeah. <So laughs> I'm actually the youngest one here, I think. Yeah. I think I think so. Hence the name Baby Walsh. Baby Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so he was like America's mayor, and then it's just like now he's being criminally – and by, by the way, he was a prosecutor too, a federal prosecutor. He's listed on here. Mark Meadows – former chief of staff to Donald Trump, a bunch of other people, including Jenna Ellis. Is Jenna Ellis the one that's working with? uh, Yeah, she's the one that's supporting DeSantis. So, (laughs) I mean, how's that for irony that they're coming after a a DeSantis person as well? It shows that, you know, uh, anyone that's attached to Trump in any kind of way, 
uh, the crimes that they're coming at him with, with this, uh, with the RICO charges, you know, treating Trump and the Trump organization and the Trump campaign as if it's some sort of mafia thing. And I was reading through everything that uh, was listed out, all of the acts within this uh, indictment here, and uh, almost all of it has nothing to do with Georgia. It's saying this about Arizona, this about Pennsylvania, uh, this about, uh, you know, Michigan. But where is it talking about Georgia? And uh, I haven't finished reading through it yet. Obviously, it's going to. But uh, they're using all of these things that have nothing to do with it. And you should see the evidence they got. It says, uh, Trump says, go watch OAN to right. see the Georgia uh, tweets it. election. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not a big deal. He's telling people to watch an, an election integrity uh, committee. How dare he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, how is that illegal at all? It's, it's a joke. So, and then Sydney Powell, too, which a lot of people recognize that name. I forgot about her. You yep, forgot the about The Kraken. Her? Yeah, the Kraken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Count one violation of the Georgia RICO, which is Racketeer Influence and Corrupt Organizations Act. That's why we called this show, the, the name that we gave it, I think it was Trump Charged with Mafia Crimes. That's what they use for the mafia. That's what mm-hmm. RICO charges are. Now, apparently in Georgia, it's easier to prove than like federal charges. This one was interesting to us solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer i'm going to repeat this okay this is hilarious solicitation of violation of oath by public officer we go what the hell is that we're reading a fox uh fox five or whatever atlanta fox philly it is that's an explanation of the charge against trump and they didn't bother to explain this one like before we couldn't figure this out like what the hell is this charge so when you read it it's actually two different things brought together so let me try to put my lawyer hat on here for a second. Um, under Georgia law, it is a violation. <laughs> it's a criminal violation to uh, go against your oath of office. Yes, that is funny, right? That's funny because you're like, don't they all go against their oath of office, right, to the Constitution? Yeah. Um, let's go to section <coughs> Dawson. Pull up uh, F7. Let's do F7. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So this is what the Georgia uh, Code 16-10-1 says. Any public officer who willfully and intentionally violates the terms of his oath as prescribed by law shall, upon conviction thereof, be punished by imprisonment for not less than one nor more than five years. (laughs) I looked this up. Minnesota doesn't have a law like this. If they had a law like this, one could allege basically everyone in the legislature by the passage of omnibus bills, which clearly violates the Constitution, mm-hmm. are in violation of that law. I didn't know this was on the books anywhere. Because mm-hmm. essentially, what's the recourse to people violating their oath? You throw them out of office, right? Here, you can throw them into prison for five years in Georgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, And we didn't have enough time, but I would love to find out the history of that law. Mm-hmm. So, but that's not necessarily what Trump is being charged with because he's not a uh, a public official in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So you got to match that with, go to the next line here, Dawson, criminal solicitation. So you see what they're doing is they're taking two different laws and pulling them together. Georgia law on criminal solicitation, and this is 16-4-7, a person commits the offense of criminal solicitation when with intent that another person engage in conduct constituting a felony he solicits requests commands and importunes 
or otherwise attempts to cause the other person to engage in such conduct. So they're basically saying he's soliciting a public official to commit a crime. I am, I am very curious if anyone in the history of Georgia has been criminally charged for those two things connected. You could understand like someone's been criminally charged for solicitation of, you know, theft or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. You solicit uh, a other illegal act, right? Maybe solicitation of fraudulent acts or something like that. But solicitation of a public official basically going against our old office. Has that ever, ever been charged anywhere, especially in Georgia? So when people say this is all political, and everyone, I think, at this point realizes the Manhattan one. No one talks about the Manhattan yeah. indictment, mm-hmm. right? The first one. Right. Because they like, they realized that it was ridiculous. They're literally stretching the laws. This one seems like they're stretching the laws. And I'm not saying this is one charge. This is uh, count two. Mm-hmm. And then they got false statements and writings. Count five is solicitation of violation of oath by a public officer. Count six. Count there's a count nine is conspiracy to commit impersonating a public officer. Yeah. By the way, that's the other thing that they do in this entrapment stuff. It, they just say conspiracy to da 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 da, right? Yep. Like they're very creative with the laws. It's the old saying, show me the man, I'll show you the crime, right? Mm-hmm. And everyone knows the man here. And we know there's a lot of people that don't like the man. And so they're showing them the crime. Mm-hmm. I think they should have a conspiracy to solicit a violation of oath office by a public officer. Why didn't we come up with that one? That would have been a good one. They didn't actually solicit, but they was conspiring to solicit that. <laughs> what else did you find in this indictment? Sorry, <laughs> dominating the conversation here. But yeah, it's no, so I mean, insane to me. It, it is crazy. And from my research of just a little bit that I've done so far into this thing is that uh, the Georgia RICO laws are stricter, that they have more leverage and that they can, uh, you know, which I think allows the prosecutors to abuse the law a lot more. It sounds like defense attorneys are against a lot of the uh, statutes that were in there. And I, I do believe it was passed by a lot of the rhinos in Georgia. Uh, but one thing I was just thinking, couldn't it be possible if the shoe was on the other foot, couldn't we say that Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state of Georgia, should be charged with these RICO crimes? Because uh, we could say, well, look at what this guy did. He certified a fraudulent election. Uh, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, uh, which I don't think we would ever do because as, you know, conservatives, as liberty people, uh, we don't want to lock people up. But uh, that's actually seemed... a really interesting point because there's two sides of that coin. Right, right exactly. And yeah. you would think that uh, which, you know, which is the biggest reason for why a lot of these problems are all political. This stuff isn't really criminal. This is all just, you know, trying to politically damage Trump. Uh, you know, it's the hundredth indictment, whatever it is now. Uh, so, uh, so but, let me, let me th- play this out. That's really interesting way that you put it. Right. Because of course the media has already made up their mind that the election was fair and that's right at all. Every other election Republicans have won have been fraudulent Russia, 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 mm-hmm. but this one was the most fair election ever. Even though it was 80% of people could mail in ballots without a witness, <laughs> the best election ever run because Donald <laughs> Trump got thrown out of office. Yep. So if we don't know the truth, was this a fraudulent election or not? Right, we don't know. Mm-hmm. So there's two sides. There, of the yeah, coin. there's pieces of evidence that makes us that indicates right. it is. You know, there, there's all the videos of people in Georgia stuffing the ballot boxes. There's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the videos of people hiding the ballots underneath t- uh, tables. All of a sudden, they come out. Uh, the the pipe burst. 
the pipe burst and uh, everybody's got to leave, you know. Nobody so can crazy. stay here, but all of a sudden, you know, the Democrat vote counters, they're able to stay there and keep counting votes and putting uh, ballots through the machine three times in a row. Uh, so, you know, you're right that unless we're the Georgia Secretary of State, unless we're Brad Raffensperger, we probably don't have the evidence to be able to prove whether or not the election was stolen or not. Uh, but there's a lot of evidence that indicates it, and based on the way that they treat Trump and uh, the, the reason they never allowed us to really see any of this evidence presented in courts, it makes me believe, just because I'm distrustful of government, that they're lying to us and that Trump is probably right. So you would think that the defense is going to try to enter that into the record here and maybe try to, the state will try to not allow that to be entered as evidence. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was, I was curious. I was wondering if the state would be able to interfere in this uh, and try to, you know, because, like, uh, what was it that Keith Ellison did to... Uh, Hit a the, woman? Uh, no, no, Mary, Mary <laughs> Moriarty. Is that the oh, Hennepin yeah. County yeah, attorney? Yeah, he took where, over Right, he took over the case. I'm wondering if uh, there's any kind of opportunity for the Georgia attorney general to uh, consider steps like that. I'd like to see it happen. What do you say, Brad? Oh, I was going to say, wasn't the whole basis for this another perfect phone call where he had? <laughs> I mean, because at the Even time, more Trump, perfect than the president of Ukraine. Yes, Trump's asking a lot of perfect to, calls I made. <laughs> this is a perfect one too. Because <laughs> Trump was asking him to go find eleven thousand votes. But if you think about it in the context when we're all mm -hmm. seeing those videos of black totes being pulled out from underneath, yeah. you know, whatever happened with those? You know, we never never get the it's just all mm -hmm. The media has no just, appetite to go look into this stuff. Mm -hmm. right. Well, and also, you know, they completely put Trump out of context in those in the 100%. phone call, because if you listen to the full thing, which the full phone call is out there, anybody can go and listen to it and hear it for themselves. But Trump was saying he listed out a few different things. He was saying, according to my numbers, this many uh, dead people voted, this many uh, illegal aliens vote. He went through a whole list of things that totaled to be, you know, 50,000 votes or whatever he was claiming. Uh, so really, he was saying, of those 50,000 fraudulent claims, you, you got to be able to find 11,000. So uh, th that was the point that Trump was making. But yeah, I agree that, you know, they're using the phone call as, uh, as an example of what they want to do to him. So Rico, so basically what they're alleging here is Donald Trump's the mob boss, right? Yeah. Now, there might be literally some credible charges here down the down the stream right like there might have been actors inside of what i don't even know what you want to call it they're going to try to allege it's one big criminal organization trump's the head of it yeah it's a little ridiculous a lot of people were feeling bad about the selection some people were doing things that were unethical on their own volition on their own volition mm -hmm. they're going to try to connect that to donald trump donald well, trump as the president of the united states at that time he's still running the military mm -hmm. he's still got a very important job I'm pretty certain he's not getting into the weeds of minutia. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the problems, I think, of charging a mafia boss is, you know, can you tie the hit back to the mob boss, right? Mm -hmm. But they well, seem to want to do that with Donald Trump, and it's insane. And in Georgia, apparently, not a legal expert, it's much easier to do this, which would even be more problematic because he's probably innocent of that charge. Mm -hmm. Well, and I, I look at it, there's all of these unindicted co-conspirators that right. makes that makes uh, me question what's going on there. Why are they all unindicted? Why do we not get to know the names? And it makes me think, are they the ones who actually did something guilty? Are, and it makes me wonder, are they cooperating or are they co-opted? I imagine maybe these people are co-opted, these unnamed, un unindicted co-conspirators, because obviously Fannie Willis must think that uh, she's working with them. Maybe they're giving up intel. Maybe they're doing something, but... 
uh, it makes me think for, you know, various reasons that uh, they, you know, maybe they did something wrong. So here's where the, this is the twist of the whole story, in my opinion. This is a Georgia indictment. Okay. We're learning a lot about Georgia law real quick. This is so fascinating. Did you know anything about Georgia law before this? Right. I actually lived in Georgia for about six months back in the army. Mm. So, um, although I would have been under UCMJ, I was full-time military. So is that when you're doing uh, infantry training? Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess technically I lived in Georgia longer too, because basic and AIT. Right. But I, I was, I actually lived there at Fort, yeah. Fort Benning says bad at Harry. Infantry officer basic course. That's all done in uh, Fort Benning, Georgia, by Columbus, Georgia. So um, I didn't know much about Georgia crime, but Georgia statutes and laws and stuff mm. like that. Once again, I never knew that <laughs> you could go to prison for five years for violating your oath to office. What a fantastic – I think that's a great law. That's <laughs> wonderful. We should have that here in Minnesota. Boy, would that change behavior? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just guessing a lot of these people have never been charged on that because these – Politicians always violate their oath of office all the time. Well, the problem is it's open to interpretation what violating your oath of office means. When the mm-hmm. Minnesota Constitution says all bills must be single subject and that subject expressly written in the title and you pass bills that don't have that. But when the there's no ruled. shut up. Shut up, David Hand. There's no other There's no other interpretation. You are violating your oath of office. That is a clear violation of the old office. You can't do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't need your omnibus uh, uh, love language well, there. Well, when the courts <laughs> say it, like, who do you have, like, then you have the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court says it's okay, what do you do? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no, Ken, and, and none of this stuff has actually ever gone up the courts. Like, this is so unprecedented, right? Like, mm-hmm. You're talking about in the Georgia? You're talking yeah, about everything. omnibus yeah. Well, basically all of them. How about the, uh, let's see, which indictment was that? Indictment... Three, the <laughs> the Washington D.C. one, mm-hmm. which is just a pure violation of uh, First Amendment rights, where they're alleging Trump. Is anyone else getting uh, indictment fatigue here? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's we started out the year and no former president's been charged with a crime, and now we have four indictments: Manhattan, Florida, Florida, which is probably their best case against them, but he gets the best jury there. Mm-hmm. Then you get D.C., which is just clearly unconstitutional what they're doing there, and number four now Georgia. Now, if he gets a fifth set of indictments, I heard that he gets a get-out-of-jail-free card. I think he gets a free Subway sandwich, actually. Set of steak knives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So is it any coincidence, though, that we're hearing at the same time they're, they're suspending reality to run up these charges against Trump, that yesterday you heard a renewed push to get rid of Clarence Thomas and mm-hmm. pack the court? Mm. Because they know that if Trump loses these and he takes it to the Supreme Court, they are not going to be upheld. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I wonder, too, you know, and we'd have to trust these Supreme Court justices that they're going to do the right thing. I imagine that, you know, Scalia and uh, Clarence Thomas and there's a couple of people on there that, you know, have, you know, been there for decades that doing the right thing. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see if, uh, you know, the Trump appointees have Trump's back in the yeah, end. Where's John Roberts going to fall on this? Day? Yeah. Oh, oh, I, know, right, <laughs> on the, yeah. I think he's going to go against Trump. I yeah. think it, but they don't a, even need John Roberts. Be a five four. Yeah. Thing. So you think George Soros money then goes to uh, funding those busloads of Antifa in the Supreme Supremes uh, driveways? Oh, without a question. Right? Mm-hmm. Without a question. Yeah, that's what they're going to do again. Uh, Trump is collecting diamonds like Tom Brady is collecting Super Bowl rings, says Tucker. Yeah, fair point, right? Mm-hmm. 
It's good and for fun. And they both cheated. Too. Yeah. And they both cheated. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually I'm not a Tom Brady hater, by the way. Mm-hmm. Obviously one of the best quarterbacks ever. Probably he's called the GOAT because of the Super Bowl rings. I still kind of think Peyton Manning, maybe. Yeah. It's tricky. Yeah. Don't have any hot Says takes the there. Bears fan. <laughs> well, it's clearly we did. <laughs> we have one Hall of Fame quarterback, Sid Luckman. I mean no one knows who the heck that is because it's an era where the quarterbacks really weren't the, the modern-day quarterbacks. We yeah, you've again. dated everyone in the room, by the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 whatever, Brad. <laughs> um, do you want to recognize Byron of Sidious? This is his first time catching the program live, uh, which is nice. Uh, he's wanted to catch at least one of these as a fellow Minnesota resident. Thank everyone you, welcomed him in the comments. Thank you. It's always fun getting more people on the live stream. The live stream is where we have the most fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. Most people watch our show after the fact, but mm-hmm. uh, it's fun to do this live. Um, you know, I'm starting to think, and there's just no way we could do it. I'd rather do this show late at night, like 8 o'clock. I think we should do, like, a special edition we will. every week. We will. Well, I don't know if every week. Yeah. I think we should. Kid, well, yeah, no, you don't have kids, right? This, this is the problem. Like kids sports and stuff like that. I can't. Well, one o'clock's not a great time either for me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Just put that on your notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad you could come here. So this is the tricky thing about Georgia law. Going back to that, um, it turns out. So this is Georgia prosecution. If he is convicted of this crime, Fulton County, not a Trump County. Do you know what the stats were election wise in Fulton County? I don't know. Well, it's Atlanta, Georgia, so it's yeah, the biggest probably of the eighty state. twenty or so. Yeah. Right. It's like Minneapolis, pretty much. Yeah. And then what other Republicans that live there? Right? Yikes, yeah. So um if he gets convicted in Fulton County, there's a minimal requirement of prison for five years, and the governor of Georgia, if he wanted to pardon Trump, couldn't pardon Trump, and because it's a state crime. Trump can't pardon himself. Now, let's play this out. Trump gets elected as president. Because right now, if you just look at the numbers, Donald Trump is the 47th president of the United States. Okay? He's going to win the election. That's what the numbers suggest. Especially assuming Biden is the candidate. And, God, you only imagine what they would have to do. A war, maybe, to unify the country over Biden? I don't know what they could do to unify over Biden. You know, yeah, Biden well, is I mean, basically they're trying with Ukraine. Right the Maui fires. Yeah, they're trying <laughs> with Ukraine to unite it. But, uh, yeah, so allegedly, according to the you know fake Georgia results of the 2020 election, Trump got 26.2% in Fulton County. Yikes. So, you know, I mean, that means... Huh? Wait, sorry, what was that? Trump allegedly got 26.2% of oh. the vote in Fulton County. So that means that, you know... Of that means that maybe a quarter of them voted for Trump, so maybe there maybe there's some hope in uh, one of the jury members or something. Maybe someone's got some sense. But I'd imagine that Fannie Willis isn't going to let anyone on the jury unless they're going after well, Trump. This is just such uncharted territory. Like it shouldn't have to come down to political affiliation when it comes to these jury trials. Yeah, that's why it's so. Like he's not being tried in a jury of his peers. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. The only one where he is is in Florida. Mm-hmm. I guess you could argue D.C. Yeah, not, Actually, really, not though. anymore though. Not anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it's really just Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was just I was talking about Biden. You know, he needs like a disaster to go up at the polls. 
So this is from Yahoo News. President Joe Biden has been slammed for his response to Hawaii wildfires as he appeared to make some dismissive remarks and has no plans to visit the beleaguered state. Yeah, he said no comment when he was first asked about Correct. it. Correct, yeah. It? So after spending a couple of hours relaxing on the beach in Delaware on Sunday, Mr. Biden was asked about the rising death toll in Hawaii, to which he simply replied no comment, sparking <laughs> fury about it from his political rivals. Yeah. So he's I mean, even. but if if you're Joe Biden, he doesn't have to worry about Hawaii. Hawaii always votes Democrat. He's probably just thinking, ah, I got other things to deal with. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. All right. So. So right now, Trump is the leading candidate for the president of the United States. So let's just play this out here. We're we're closing in on just a little over a year away. How crazy does that sound? By the way, these are this is for a crime. That happened two and a half years ago. How do you even act like this isn't political? It's right in the middle of election season. This is mm-hmm. the heart of election. This is where you get the team going. What's yeah, the first it, debate? Isn't if it was a crime, they would have charged within the first few months after. Yeah. After the election. That's when they would have charged. You know, they, they would have charged after January 6th and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be doing it right now while Trump is running again. It's obviously political. Did you see that the DA wouldn't respond to a question by the press about if she had spoken to Jack Smith? No. Yeah. So you think she did? He, I mean, it does seem like they're all kind of co- corroborating does, does and putting it all together. You know, they're all just you know different pawns of the uh, Democrat establishment. Like, oh man, I get no love anymore. I'm the first <laughs> yeah. one to go after Trump, but no one even <laughs> talks about me anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, boo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> well, they cares. would never be charging him if he wasn't running. Yeah, of course. Right. It's obvious. Well, and even the Democrats suggest that they, you know, the commentators on the on the left, they all say, you know, maybe we can make a deal that if Trump doesn't run, we can drop the charges. It's like that's why he's running, <laughs> you know, he, he because you know the system's broken and uh, they they target their political enemies. Jesse, you're up on this. Is it possible Stacey Abrams is one of the unindicted co-conspirators? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, she's <laughs> Why she's wouldn't just they charge her? I mean, she's That's been demanding she's all of these denier. people. You know, mm-hmm. you know, she's been all over these folks to mm-hmm. about the lack of fairness yeah. in her election. Yeah, and and in Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Georgia, too. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know why she wouldn't be uh, listed as one of these uh, co-conspirators. Because... I would think that would be Trump's defense is just play her clips. Yeah. Right. This is uh, so. This is Trump. Yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> this is Trump last night uh, responding via True Social. So the witch hunt continues. Nineteen people indicted tonight, including the former president of the United States, me, by an out of control and very corrupt district attorney who campaigned and raised money on "I will get Trump." He and th- this is actually, you know, it's really interesting when you think about his messaging from the get-go about the witch hunt and stuff like this mm-hmm. it's almost as if it's all coordinated to help trump politically right well they're playing into his hand they're for playing sure. completely in his hand here mm-hmm. you can't look at this and not think this is all political i think they're so dumb that i think they think that trump is playing into their hand <laughs> you know uh, but really all they're doing is helping trump especially in the primary uh and you know we've talked about before the majority of uh People in this country believe it's political, uh, so the majority of people see through uh, what's going on, and uh, you He's, know I think it's just kind of showing the American people, especially you know criminal justice-minded people, even they're starting to realize, hold on a second, this is a corrupt system. Even Trump is subject to this corrupt system, so uh, I, I think 2024 is going to be 
almost a yeah, landslide. It, just, it feels like it's falling back into his wheelhouse like 2016 yeah. where everybody was just throwing arrows at him, mm-hmm. and he took out one Republican at a time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Were there 19 oh, of them? Right. Was, uh, and then the last one who finally opened his mouth was Kasich. Yeah, and that's right. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, Kasich said he wasn't going to do anything. Yeah, every that. time one step forward, they got knocked out. Yeah. My wife said, was asking me this morning, she's like, why, why are they doing this like to him? And I'm like, that's a good point because – Trump really is not a big, strong conservative, right? He, like, literally was a Democrat. I know you kind of have to be that way in New York, apparently, but he's not, like, some strong conservative. He's really a populist. The Democrats could have got things from this guy. Mm-hmm. So there is literally something about Trump that scares the shell of him. Well, and especially on immigration, you know, Trump was willing to negotiate there for the wall. He was willing to, you know— likes to uh, negotiate. Yeah, no, and exactly. Deals. Deals. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there were, he was willing to offer citizenship for you know some of the dreamers willing to do partial deals on things. He just wanted a wall, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, the the left and you know the rhinos always say, oh, he said that Trump uh, Trump said Mexico is going to pay for it. It's like you know we all knew that Mexico wasn't directly going to pay for the wall. Everybody knew that, uh, and you know Trump got Mexico to you know bring uh, military to the border 28,000 troops yeah exactly. he tells that story all the time yeah <laughs> right yeah. yeah between that and uh the trade deal you know it, it's like trump trump did quite a bit to get something out of mexico for you know uh well you know what are we doing now just letting them all flow in so well let's crazy. let's play this out real quick so he gets convicted let's say he wins the presidency he's he's the favorite right now to win the presidency in november of 2024 and then he's either convicted before or he's convicted afterwards. I think they want convictions right before the election, right? Yeah. If they go their way, you know, because otherwise it's going to give him a boost. But let's say he gets sentenced after the election. What the hell is going to happen? Yeah, we don't know. It's uncharted we territory. We do not know. Mm-hmm. We do because obviously the federal charges. Well, he can't pardon himself till he's the president. Mm-hmm. You got to assume that the Democrats operate in some realm of political reality, though. If they continue trying to put Trump in jail when he's the elected president, how does that look for them? Did you just really say that? You <laughs> no. When he's well, president you said of the United made sense States, ten though. years ago, William. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really did. Like, it what is going on right now? It's crazy. They are playing with fire here. Um, now, this is the thing about Trump. Trump would be so screwed if he wasn't so beloved by a huge faction of supporters, right? Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. The Jessies of the world, they really love Donald Trump, okay? What do you think is going to happen when you don't allow him to take office? That's it. <laughs> That's violence. Mm-hmm. You know, I always said this, you know, I'll say it again. We know the left is violent. The left has been very violent for a long time. Of course, they take a little bit of hiatus sometimes when they're when they have the presidency. But let's be honest, the left is violent. You got to be cautious about when the right becomes violent, mm-hmm. and they're playing with fire on this one. Yeah, they're they're provoking us. They're you know, 100% they, provoking they keep poking it. the bear, and it's just like you don't realize this bear is about to bite you. So right. you know, I think the establishment. I, I think that you know obviously they don't have any kind of respect for common people. And if they want to keep disrespecting us, which uh, more and more people, I, I see more people becoming uh, not necessarily conspiracy minded, but just more skeptical of the government and power. And, uh, you know, I think that more and more people are just getting fed up with the entire system. And, uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with what we're saying here, though. Well, I don't know what we're saying. I'm just saying that it's 
it's this uncharted territory that's so dangerous to the United States. So for, first of all, if you prohibit him from becoming the president of the United States, who's leading the military? How's that going to go? <clears throat> who's leading the <clears throat> Justice Department? Who's making the political appointees? Mm-hmm. Like what literally is going to happen here? They are literally playing with fire for things that are real stretches. Donald Trump's the head of a criminal organization. Come on. Come on. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. The only case to me that I can understand makes sense is he mishandled classified information pretty much like per- all the others. Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, Mike Pence, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't agree you mishandled them. Well, that's what I, I could understand him doing that. It's tricky in his case because he was the president. He could declassify documents. That's a trickier part about him than Hillary Clinton, which got off scot-free. But here's the deal. It's like, how on earth can you th- go throw these books at Donald Trump that literally like you're creating laws here? I've never heard of such a thing. Solicitation of violation of oath of a public official. And we're going to throw him in prison for these things. <laughs> and and not even really directly because he oversaw a criminal organization that did that. Mm-hmm. It's utterly ridiculous. So I'm, I I've been worried about the future of this country for a while now, but this one is in particular because there literally is no remedy here by Trump. Mm-hmm. They would literally throw the book. Actually, don't we know right now that like the, the sheriff wants to get a mugshot of him. Like this whole se- thing know. seems political. Oh, but that's going to be great for Trump. Hmm. Why do you say that? Are you kidding me? You plaster that uh, mugshot all over TV. Yeah, it's the, a great campaign. The left it's would a also great use it. Tool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the left would also use it. The left would use it against him. They'd say yeah. the fact that he right. has a, uh, this uh, mugshot out there is proof that he's well, guilty. That, and that just shows that we live in two radically different Americas yeah. today. Like Pete. There are different people in New yeah, there's York. different who, realities. Right, right. Well, the only exactly. way these what, things, what do people think? Go, go to the comment section here. Go ahead. Finish yeah, the that. only way these things stick, though, is if you put money behind it. It's, you know, that's politics 101. It's like you have to be able to amplify it, and they have the money to do so. That's why it's a problem for Trump. Yeah. Uh, back to your other point, though. I don't know if I ever see conservative America getting violent. I just really don't. 100% they will. I don't see Well, that. you certainly saw that on January 6th because there were some idiots that were um, – threatening and actually committing violence against uh capitol police those are the people that should were be those in the jail. feds that were in the crowd <laughs> well we we've gotten Some into that them. in the show but i'm <laughs> saying there's legitimately idiots who did that against the capitol police oh, that day I'm right i'm not saying there's not violent conservatives in the world right. that would be silly mm-hmm. but i just don't see a mass you know I just if they over, don't yeah. allow the person that was duly elected to take office you don't think that ends in violence how does that not end in violence that's not a peaceful – the whole thing they were accusing Trump of is we need a peaceful transfer of power, and they're actually literally obstruct- – Trump didn't obstruct the peaceful transfer of power. Oh, he didn't attend the inauguration of Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. wah, wah. He's not in office. Biden became president. Well, yeah, you I mean, guys that, are literally mm-hmm. trying to obstruct this. Well, you're right, too, because, I mean, obviously he respected the whole process because he left. Right, yeah, right. You know what? That kind of crumbles the whole narrative, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yes, that he got you on the plane understand. and left. Unlike the Clintons, when they left, they stole half the damn furniture. <laughs> yeah, right. And the W's off the so, keyboards. Yeah. Yeah. Were they ever prosecuted for no. theft? No. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I forgot about the W's. What was the <laughs> thing behind that? So he George, w. George W. Bush. Yeah. Is that why? <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. Is that, that like a little hazing, though? Yeah. Is that hazing? I didn't even know you could do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they like pop off. Do you think that was hazing, though? Like just a little funny? Probably. Joke? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, give him credit. Um, what, what, do they, what do people say here? So Tucker says Civil War, but it's not blue versus gray like the 1860s. It's going to look more like Syria or Yugoslavia. Mm. Uh, Byron of Sidious says uh, that's a very Tim Pool take Tucker, but I don't disagree. I think he meant that in like an insulting way. Uh, Billy, I like Tim. Tim Pool's interesting because he doesn't come from traditionally political routes. Yeah, certainly not on the right side, but his takes are a lot more conservative these days. Well, he's like a Wall Street lefty who. Uh, what, what what was the Wall Street thing? What's that? Uh, Occupy Wall. Occupy Street. Wall Street, and now he's like. A lot of his takes are very conservative. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Uh, Billy22 says, continuity of government, devolution, somebody had to say it. Uh, And Tucker says that uh, Tim Pool's bald. Why do you read those (laughs) comments? Was there one that you were eyeing that you wanted to No, I'm just curious. Like, I was part of the conversation. (laughs) We don't need a discussion on Tim Pool. Uh, Over on YouTube, uh, Noel Vick says that he is president of the Brad Ganser fan club. (laughs) (laughs) Fishing buddy. Uh, I I was telling him, as I'm trying to get here to get my two minutes of show prep, uh, I'm I'm going on, and he's like, where is it at? And I'm like, because he's a YouTube guy. We're on YouTube, though. I know. His comment was, it doesn't look like it's going to crash on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of views. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. YouTube, yeah. We we stopped p- pushing YouTube. Yeah, we I'm still... surprised Noel doesn't get on Rumble though. He'd enjoy it. Well, mm-hmm. we have to. Like, we had to make the decision this six months ago. Where are you going to push the audience? And you got to push them on Rumble. YouTube is literally. We had three strikes. No, we never had three strikes because that's when they take it down. Yeah. Two strikes, they suspended us. So yeah, we had to. Yeah, once had to once the election picks up again, once the general election mm-hmm. is underway, YouTube is going to be censoring a lot more. Right. But in the meantime, yeah. you know they don't care. If Do we, we know say what the banned speech is going to be going forward? Probably election oh, stuff again. I'm sure that they're going to say we can't say the election was stolen, even though yeah. YouTube allows it now. So yeah. can't get in trouble for it now. But I mean, yeah, I'm sure we probably won't be able to say that Biden has dementia. <laughs> I'm sure that uh, we won't be able to talk about the Ukraine war. I don't know. But yeah, I could imagine a lot of censorship coming. They're, they're I knew you'd uh, be able to answer that right away. <laughs> well, and it's also sad that on YouTube, because we do a live show, they have a different tab for live, so it's harder to find <clears> the video if you go to our channel. Yeah. But I think we only get like a couple hundred views on YouTube. Yeah, and that's that was we had to do that. And by the way, every time we started getting like it was kind of funny, we would start getting more and more views, and then the next strike came. Mm-hmm. It's like they purposely were trying to do that, and I bet that's happened to more than just us. Uh, Tucker asks, how do we join the Brad Ganser fan club? Uh, I, go I, ahead and put a Rumble rant down, $10 Rumble <laughs> rant. We don't have Rumble rant today because we got to get into this subject. You guys are going to love this. T- There's uh, a secret handshake. That's a secret handshake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's uh, reaching that pocketbook and hitting the Rumble rant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need a Rumble rant. We, we are on a streak. We have had a Rumble rant in every show so far. So i got to remind you, don't, don't make us... You know, Brad Don't could pull out his phone and join the... <laughs> We've had this conversation. Can't do the Rumble rant on this phone. Oh, you can't do oh, it? Yeah. No. Oh, really? No. Okay. Save me a lot of money. So, plus he's the talent here today. That's true. <laughs> Loosely. Uh, let's get into this. This is something you'll, you won't hear from anywhere else. Uh, we we learned that Jesse had a, uh, a push at the state central meeting in the Minnesota GOP. Mm-hmm. So just so you guys understand, like, the Republican Party of Minnesota, what does that mean? 
right? Like it's an organization. Sure, it's an organization. It's got full time staff, but what does it mean? Um, there's two, three thousand, three thousand delegates and alternates, roughly, that make up the big body of the MNGOP, the Republican Party of Minnesota. There's a smaller amount of those delegates that are called state central delegates and they're oh tucker donation to the brad ganser fan club there you love go welcome it. aboard love it thank yeah. you tucker <laughs> isn't it fun to actually get to meet brad you know he's always trolling on there and giving a shit but mm-hmm. uh yeah he is doing a good job i agree dover dan um so 10 oh he's probably talking about you maga jesse oh yeah you did a good job so state central is like the the 10 percent of that it's like 300 some delegates that get to make more key decisions like who's the party chairman okay yep. so it's kind of the insiders club however a lot of you grassroots folks have gotten involved in the process and became state central delegates for instance wasn't dover dan a central delegate yeah dover dan yeah i got to meet him for the first time mm-hmm. are you a state cool. central delegate no no okay you've been that before right no i've never been to never state central <laughs> i did back in the day oh don't i don't like doing conventions these guys are mm-hmm. so they had a meeting last weekend and MAGA Jesse had a resolution, so tell us about the resolution you had. Yeah, and there was a lot that went on at that state central between, uh, you know, 40% of us voting to try to take out David Han, uh, between the vote, I think it was, uh, William, what was it, 134 to 144, we were 10 votes away from stripping away David Han's pay. Yes. David Han gets $100,000 a year uh, from the donations that you donate to the MNGOP, and he, he gets $100,000 a year just to lose everything, to lose statewide, to lose the majority in the Senate, to lose the House. David Han is uh, you know, taking full advantage of that. For uh, the sake of fairness and truth, because the show is called Truth Hurts, uh, according to FEC filings, it looks like he's taken a, a slight pay cut. Well, according right. to David Han, who I spoke with yesterday, he told me he gets a $100,000 a year salary and he thinks he earns it completely. Really? Oh, yeah, that, that's, what, uh, that's what he Weren't said to me. Weren't we looking at so. that yesterday, the FEC stuff? Well, yeah, he's clearly there making cuts right now. Wasn't the motion mean? to suspend his pay until, until the, uh, the, debts until the convention was paid? Right, yeah, exactly. so that's what happened. We'll get to your uh, – th- this is a great topic conversation. Actually – Dawson and Carla Pope. Nelson in the chat as well. She was yeah, uh, at see, State Central as well. Right good to see you there, Carla. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And that's yeah. the Patriot, Carla Nelson. The, the Patriot, not the not The, the Patriot. Not yeah. the State mm-hmm. Center. Okay. Because yep. yep. uh, you got to get this right. There's multiple Carla Nelsons out there, but the Patriot, Carla Nelson. Yes. Uh, pull up actionforliberty.com. Go to our article on this, Dawson, when, if you can. Um, so you wrote an article about it? We're the only ones to write about this. Why? Well, I never read it. <laughs> well, how dare you, Brad Ganser? Actually, we wrote such a good article. May- maybe the best article. Maybe the best. Uh, the DFL <laughs> a lot Com- of people say it was a good article. <laughs> <laughs> the DFL comms guy took it and uh, shared it on Twitter. It's that first one, Dawson. Yeah, yeah, okay. Nearly half of GOP state central delegates vote to hold Chair Han accountable. All right, so you, you say that uh, there was a – so 40% actually wanted to toss him. Apparently mm-hmm. that wasn't doable, they say, but uh, they 40% wanted to toss him out as party chair. That's yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, that doesn't come out of nowhere. 40% means mm-hmm. that people are not happy with your leadership. People see him as a loser. People think that he's divisive. He was him and others at the state central committee. They were all going on stage, giving these speeches, promising unity. And, it, you know, that's the furthest thing from what they actually want. What they really want is everybody to just fall in line with the establishment. 
that's not unity, and it's never anything I'm going to do. What is it was more than 40% of people that were displeased with Ham wanted to get mm-hmm. rid of him. But people viewed like the getting rid of him as like the nuclear option. I right. talked to a lot of people who were like, yeah, but like who's going to replace him? We need to have a replacement ready. So mm-hmm. like I think there are a lot more people who'd be willing to get rid of him yeah. if there were more of a plan in place. Right. Right. That was just an initial vote yeah. right off the bat. You know, no real uh, big discussion on it. It was just Eric Mortensen going up there, presenting the motion. Uh and, uh, you know, so it was just as people were getting their feet wet in the meeting. It was just as things were getting started. So, uh, oh, before I forget, uh, I'm happy to announce that Eric Morris is going to be a regular on this show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad you said that because I totally forgot. So uh, Mort's going to be in the in Brad's seat. And by the way, Brad, we'd love to have you more often uh, in that seat. So anytime. But Mort will be joining us on Thursdays, which will be awesome. So we'll have former legislator Eric I'll gladly Mortensen. give my seat to Mort. I know. <laughs> you guys are two peas in a pod, man. You guys think alike. <laughs> Although he could get elected. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> You're the hardest working candidate I've ever met. No doubt. It was fun. I watched this guy like go door to door and between doors answering uh, a phone call with his earpiece with like a v- voter. It's like, <laughs> oh, God, that guy's. Uh, well, I called him between doors. I called the list. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was smart. It was yeah. good. You're mm-hmm. smart. So <clears throat> then they did a. Uh, so let me get this straight. They had a motion to um, suspend. David Hans pay until he pays off the Mayo Civic Center? Is that yep, what? that's okay. right. Yeah, it was uh, Fred Hage of Cass County. Uh, I'm not sure if he's still the chair of Cass County. He was back in last year. But, uh, yeah, he was the one who went up and proposed it. And considering the fact that if five people would have flipped their votes, it would have been a perfect tie. So if we had six people flip their votes, David Hand wouldn't be, you know, getting this money anymore, which he obviously doesn't deserve. He doesn't deserve to be the chairman anymore. Uh, you don't reward losers. And uh, in my opinion, David Hand, he's a loser. When the Civic Center is like, what, 16K? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, go without pay for a couple months. Yeah. Like, get the money. Like, mm-hmm. it's not, it shouldn't be that big of a deal. And spin it back just a second, too, because the people that I talked to that were in the room were saying that there were folks trying to aggressively shut down and adjourn the meeting before we got to the new business. Mm-hmm. Did that happen? Uh, well, you know, there, there, happens. what happened at the uh, end was uh, there, there were some people like uh, Dave and Amanda Hughes who wanted to ask questions of hand. They wanted to ask about the caucuses. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Dave Hughes went up there and asked about a change in the law. Uh, David Hand, I'm not sure if he was playing dumb or if he is dumb, uh, but <laughs> David Hand said, oh, I've never heard of this, and uh, I'll have to look into it. Because there have been changes to the caucus law. Correct? Right, exactly. Yeah. And uh, Nobody knows about that, though. Yeah, and especially not David Hand, I guess, so. <laughs> And uh, as of yesterday, he still hadn't looked into it. So that's the that's the guy in charge. I literally just got an email from David Hand. Hmm. Uh, this is not it, not like you or not like me specifically. By oh, the way, um, we'll get one into. But you guys will enjoy yeah. this. Uh, you're going to tell us about a one on one, two on one, supposed yeah. to be one on two on one conversation I had with David Hand last night. I'm going to forward this to you, Dustin, so we can read it together because this is. The, the, he's literally just sent this out explaining state central meeting. I haven't even read this yet, so we'll read it together. But um, I think the context here is the state party does a convention in May at the Mayo Civic Center. Now, I was a delegate, right? I thought there were some people that should have got elected for state office, and that person wasn't Scott Jensen. That's why I went to that convention. 
I paid $110, I think. It's ridiculous. $110. Mm-hmm. I got to give up a freaking weekend to sit in the convention hall and pay $110. I don't like doing these things, but whatever. I did it. I expected my $110 to clear the bill for the Mayo Civic Center. <laughs> yeah. So they stiffed the Mayo Civic Center right now. That, mm-hmm. to me, is very non-prudent financially. 3,000 people times 110. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, raised a lot of money off of us delegates going yeah. to that convention. It's up. All right. So, and that, by the way, that was a 52 to 48% vote. So nearly, and I don't know why people wouldn't do it. We, we, it's a black guy in the Republican party. If you care about the Republican brand, don't stiff the male civic center. Mm-hmm. Oh, before we get to that. And apparently he lied about that. He told the state central, cause you guys told me this on Monday that he told the committee that they didn't get that bill till ja- till January. I'm like, right. no, I've s- saw it on their report. Yeah, they, October first. Yeah, well, it probably came before that. I can't imagine. Right, that, that's when it's labeled on the on the on the filing at least. Right. So they lie about that. All right. So this is from Chairman David Hand. On Saturday, should I read it like him? On Saturday, August twelfth, the state sent. Yeah. You want me to do that? Okay. That's uh, on, he's got a very soft voice. Pretty it's quiet. a long email. It is a long email. The Meta Elk. River High School. By the way, they charge you fifty bucks to attend a high school, right? Yeah. Times three hundred. So what's that? Well, time, plus the guests were seventy five. So what are they doing with all that money? Like yeah, pay to play, right? The bill. Yeah. yeah. Um, one requirements for SEC do that. Uh, boring stuff. Boring stuff. Boring stuff. Our rules are provide reports. Uh, we at the meeting we heard from Representative Walter Hudson. You guys keep telling me that Walter. Covering for the establishment these yeah. days, we're saying there's no establishment. Walter, Walter, Walter. Yeah, he gave a lame speech. Oh, Walter. Yeah. I was not Stop. inspired. Stop, Walter. You know there's an establishment. Um, but we could, we'll have you on the show if you want to defend that there's not. He's I like Walter, by the way. I've now. known Walter for a decade. <laughs> what? Sorry. Sorry. Uh, I think Noel made a Brad Ganser fan club rumble account. <laughs> he announced that he's officially <laughs> rumbling. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, we heard from speaking of the Minnesota House, Senator John Jasinski, representing the Minnesota Senate, Congressman Tom Emeter. Uh, let's see here. Our resident made progress, but we have not received our goal 30 years ago. Republicans only held la 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 la. Well, like literally nothing from this. See, this is the other thing. He's so lame. How could you say so much without saying anything at all? Like, I, I quickly skimmed over it. I'm like, he, he didn't say anything. He says nothing. Hmm. They are the absolute worst at messaging. And then they got the Elephant Club where they hear from Ari Fleischer. Yay. Mm-hmm. Inspired. They've extended the di- deadline to set, sign up, too. You know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it means they're waiting for us to sign up. Well, apparently <laughs> CD2's got a hot event tonight. They got Ron yes. Johnson, Senator Ron yes. Johnson coming. I'll be going mm. to that. Are you going to that? I'm going to that. Nice. Got to leave a little bit early, actually, to make it. Yeah, I gotta yeah well, well gotta what a bummer that David Hand didn't want to uh, notify the Republicans of the passage of a very good resolution proposed by me. Uh, so, Dawson, yeah, go ahead and pull up the uh, <laughs> Trump resolution. Uh, because That's actually a great point, though. <laughs> what Maggie Jesse saying yeah, is right. Well, why is David why Hand not talking about it? give a lame message and not talk about the great resolution just passed? That's Probably right. the best resolution we've ever seen. It maybe is. So, yeah, and I got a copy here, so it says... 
the resolution condemning the Banana Republic indictments <laughs> against President Donald J. Trump. So this was the original version that I submitted. Whereas President Donald J. Trump has been subjugated to phony witch hunts and indictments to attack his 2024 campaign, whereas never in American history has a former president or the leading candidate for president been indicted, especially for lies and made-up crimes, whereas dirty politics by the deep state should not target political opponents, whereas Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith, and Fannie Willis are corrupt lawyers doing the bidding of the deep state, whereas we the people must fight to save America and demolish the banana republic, whereas the state central committee of the MNGOP stands in support of President Donald J. Trump and against all the fraudulent indictments and crimes, whereas the state central committee of the MNGOP will fully support President charges, Donald J. Trump. And charges, you said. Yeah, and, and charges. Yeah. Uh, will fully support President Donald J. Trump if he is the nominee, whereas this resolution does not bind the party or issue an, an endorsement. It is a statement condemning the deep state and uh, witch hunts against <laughs> President Donald J. Trump. Therefore, be it resolved that the state central committee of the MNGOP officially condemns any and all banana Republican indictments against President Donald J. Trump. Now, what was the reaction to that when you read that? Thunderous applause. Yeah. <laughs> people, people, people loved it. it. What happened and, afterwards? Uh, so what happened uh, with this resolution, uh, there were different people going up there. Everybody had an amendment. Everybody wants to change something. So first they changed the words banana republic to politically motivated. Uh, and then there was an amendment, I think, specifically to get rid of uh, Alvin Bragg, Jack Smith, and Fannie Willis. They wanted to get rid of that line because they said, this could cause us problems. We don't want to say that they're corrupt lawyers doing the bidding of the deep state because they, I guess they thought that might cause legal problems. I thought there's no problem at all. Tell the truth. Huh? You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, then there was another amendment where they decide basically just to wipe out the entire thing and only to keep the last sentence. Uh, mm. Here, let me uh, get the uh, confirmed language. So the here. resolution is literally not called that anymore. Well, I no, guess it's it still got the same. Yeah, well, yeah. It says they, Banana Republic on it, or no? It, they changed that to politically motivated. Okay. So I remember some guy got up to the mic and he said, "By the way, that's not how you spell Banana Republic." I looked it up. And I'm like, "Well, how do you spell?" Yeah, Banana exactly. Republic? I wasn't sure what he was trying to say either. <laughs> he was just a hater. You. <laughs> He, he was. You could see it. No, you could see a, it on his face. You, you know. should go, no, there's you know. a Nikki Haley supporter, the one. Yeah. I knew there was one in here. <laughs> right. No, well, I think I know who that guy. You, you know the guy. I'll I, tell ooh, you afterwards. Yeah. No, I know. Ooh. Can I say it on it? No, it doesn't matter. Uh, uh, it's uh, Kevin Poindexter who, who got oh up there gosh. and said it. Yeah. I don't know if it was him, but... Uh, Pretty sure it was him. Let's see here. Uh, I like Why him. are we trying to protect that name? What? I don't know. We're not in the so business what was the? As you're looking it up, what was the vote totals? Uh, so with for the uh, yeah for this uh, Trump oh, resolution, I don't think that uh, anybody called division on it. So I don't think that there was actually uh, vote totals. But after the amendments were done, and uh, you know it was stripped down just to uh, and here's what the uh, resolution states: the state central committee of of the MNGOP officially condemns any and all politically motivated indictments against President Donald J. Trump. Uh, so. That was the official language that got passed. I was fine with that. I understood that uh, whatever, if these amendments are going to make it easier for people to vote for this, I think that's fine. Uh, but did, they, did anyone oppose it? Yeah, there, there are definitely people saying no, and yeah. uh, including uh -huh. the uh, RNC committeeman, Mr. Establishment Alex uh, Pleshrash himself. He was, uh, you know, he was up there to spread some BS and lies. You know, that guy, I mean, if people don't know, he's a never-Trumper. He's an anti-Trumper. <laughs> He's a rhino, and uh, I don't mind saying that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it went great. Uh, the Trump resolution passed, and uh, 
I, I thought about time because the reason I felt like I even had to introduce something like that was because the MNGOP has been totally silent, yeah, deafening silence yeah. as, uh, you know, as Trump's home was raided, as the charges were coming in, as the indictments were coming in, where was the MNGOP silent? And I, you know, and I even told David Hand yesterday, I told him that uh, the silence makes people like me think that you are anti-Trump. You know, the silence indicates that you don't want Trump to be the nominee, and it appears that the MNGOP has totally abandoned him after 2020. So I was happy that we were able to get the resolution passed, and it shows that the grassroots of Minnesota and uh, the state central committee were Trump people. (laughs) We're Trump people. Is your fishing friend, does he live in Texas? Yeah. Oh, so that's who started the Brad Ganser fan club? Yeah. Mm. That's where I go. Okay. To catch the real fish? Yeah. Allegedly. (laughs) Yeah. Your one friend on te- my to one friend. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. says come to Texas and fish. And All I right. Say yes. So yesterday you had an interview. So this is a funny story. Yeah. So the Republican Party, well, they're they, they need to relaunch their operations. You know, they got to change things up. So they they hire a new uh, executive director. What's her name? Anna Matthews. Anna Matthews from Emmer's World, right? Um. And uh, they want to do one-on-one meetings. So I was like, oh, this is hilarious. I'm going to sign up. Let's see what they, they say. Jesse signs up. I don't. I thought, like, there's no way they're going to do it. And they reach out to me the other day. Now, tell, tell me the venue changed. They moved to a library last minute. But they say, yeah, uh, just want to confirm you're going to be there. Well, I was so busy yesterday, but Jesse wasn't. So we'll get to his story. So anyhow, I'm chatting or texting with uh anna matthews and they allegedly would like to meet and i go well okay first of all what's the point of me meeting with david han in private i think it's i think it's owed to you guys to hear the conversation okay Mm -hmm. what's that dawson i didn't i didn't hear him say anything that was a loud yawn so we're am i hearing things you might be i I didn't hear nothing i didn't hear anything maybe i just saw him go so anyhow the uh that was yeah that was very bizarre (laughs) we're we're not connected so anyhow i invited him to come on the show and i have no idea if they will uh but i think that'd be good entertainment (laughs) now i personally think he owes it to you guys to come on the show and i will be courteous we're gonna get into some stuff there's no doubt we're gonna get into some stuff because that guy's lied about this organization's lied about us but we can have a conversation i think you should come on this show do you agree with me let me know in the comment section so the invitation we made the invitation on air and you told me that yesterday they alluded to they do watch the show just that's that what correct? anna Matthews said there anna Matthews said oh it's nice to meet you i in would person. even go so far jake <laughs> if we ever want to win another election statewide in minnesota he has to come on the show he has to come on the he show. Has this is the problem with so david true. han and the, his ilk okay all right he's establishment that's what he is he's anti-grassroots it's so clear we got so much evidence you guys know this stuff so if he wants to win an election, you got to go to the base first. They hate action for liberty. Why? Because we talk to the base. Now they lie and say we only attack Republicans. Ridiculous thing to say. Mm-hmm. But you got to go. You got to win over the base. We're not just going to be blind and say, yeah, the party's great. At least they're not Democrats. Red team, red team. No, we're going to tell you the truth. So if he wants to win over the base, he's got to come on the show. 
Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. Otherwise, what we do? I'm not going to do a private meeting with you. But anyhow, Jesse did a private meeting. So let's talk about your private meeting. You drove up to St. Cloud last night mm-hmm. for a one-on-one with David Hand. Apparently, it ended up being a two-on-one. Is that yep. correct? Yeah, no, it was a two-on-one. You know, I get in there, and there's David Hand and Anna Matthews. They're ready to tag team against me. Anna Matthews, she's there to be the buffer. She's there to waste time. And you could just feel the awkwardness. You could see that David Hand don't want to talk with me. He was probably hoping I wouldn't show. And uh, so there I am, you know. She's starting the conversation off, uh, and I tell her right off the bat, you know, I'll be honest with you. Most of my questions are for David Hand, but, you know, that didn't stop her from interrupting me uh, Mm -hmm. a million times, and I kind of had to tell her a couple times, hey, let's keep on moving here. I don't need your your take on everything. Uh, And one of the first things I went into was the Trump resolution, pointing out the flaws with the MNGOP and their silence on Trump. Uh, Then after that, I asked him about his salary. What is his explanation for that? Because it is bizarre, like... Uh, just so just a denial in, it's just a yeah. denial he says you know oh no we didn't we didn't abandon trump in 2020 and it's like it sure it sure seems like well, it. Wait, but no, now the why aren't they saying something now like it's the con- the base in minnesota and we've got some anecdotal evidence so not scientific polling right uh, from scott county i think it was where we found out but like literally the base is about what the national polls are showing like mm-hmm. heavily trump favor favoritism yep. Yeah, no, and uh, so I asked him what his opinion was on it, and then uh, after beating around the bush, Anna Matthews jumps in. Well, he's not allowed to have an opinion, and it's like, oh, okay, so he's not gonna not gonna answer anything then. Uh, let's see. Then I went into uh, you know some of the problems at the state convention. I I said, you know, was that the first time that you learned about the caucuses with Dave Hughes presenting it on the caucus floor on the convention floor? He said, yes. I said, how is that the first time? This is your job. How do you not know these things? He said, well, I can't know everything. I said, oh, okay, well, have you looked into it since? No, he hasn't looked into it since. Uh, you know, and then same thing when Amanda Hughes went up there and she was asking questions about the Jennifer Carnahan lawsuit. David Han, no answer. He didn't want to divulge it. You know, that's what he told us in State Central. I'm not going to divulge into it. Well, we want to know an answer. We want to know what the, what the status is. We want to know how much money you're spending on it. Uh, we want to know the financial status. Uh, so I, I also confronted him, asked him, you know, so what do you think it says if 40% of the delegates tried to remove you? You know, and of, of course he wasn't answering very much, but uh, Anna Matthews says to me, she says, well, that means 60% of the state central endorses him. And I said, no, that's not what that means. That means that uh, – 60% didn't stand up to remove him right then at that meeting. That's not an endorsement of him because as William was just saying, there were some people that, you know, they, they weren't necessarily willing to make that move, mm-hmm. but they're ready to get rid of hand themselves. Uh, so uh, that was, you know, an interesting thing. And she, she was, uh, you know, there to, like I said, be the buffer. Uh, then uh, maybe we should pull up my uh, resolution of uh, Scott Jensen because that that ties into the next section of what I uh, yeah, talked I with David about Han that. about. Forgot you mentioned that. <clears throat> yep. So I uh, proposed a censure of Scott Jensen at the State Central Committee, and that uh, was voted down 113 to 193. Uh, but that, that's still that. a sizable amount mm-hmm. of uh, you know for 113 delegates at that be- at that uh, State Central to consider censuring Scott Jensen. I think it's a big deal and. Unfortunately, a lot of the delegates didn't even know what the word censure meant. There were, I was hearing all these idiots, you know, we don't need to censor uh, Scott Jensen taking away his First Amendment right. Oh, really? So, I thought it meant- <laughs> yeah, no, there, there was a bunch of that. And yeah, then, uh, 
Yeah, no, and then also people were saying, "What you believe the Star Tribune?" I said he wrote. The he wrote. Op-ed. The, he has an editorial. <laughs> yeah, written Jensen by him. wrote the op-ed. I'm not saying well, not the Star that, Tribune. He's been going around interviewing everybody about the same position. Yeah, like he's not being coy. Wait, about wait, it. wait, wait, wait. Jensen's going around interviewing people. Yeah, he went on Michael Broadcorp's show, and he also did. Um, I believe he did an Alpha oh, News interview. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I thought you meant like he was interviewing people. Like, what Sorry, do you think he's of, doing oh, interviews with people. Uh, yeah. Did he go on Alpha? Pretty sure. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm not he sure. He actually wrote an op-ed saying something similar. In Alpha? Are you sure Yeah, about we that? talked about this. I, no, I uh, thought they just wrote about Al, the Star Tribune. Are you oh, sure? maybe. Yeah, I don't, think, I don't think he wrote an op-ed for them. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, but yeah, so here's what it says. Whereas Scott Jensen is to be censured by the MNGOP State Central Committee, for lying to voters and flip-flopping on abortion, <laughs> whereas Scott Jensen campaigned during the caucuses, state convention, and primary as pro-life, as an, as a pro-life anti-abortion candidate, and stated on multiple occasions that he would ban abortions. Whereas in the general election, Scott Jensen continually repeated the dishonest talking point that suggests that Minnesota has a constitutional right to abortions. Whereas Scott Jensen wrote an op-ed in the Star Tribune on June 24, 2023, in support of abortion a position he has likely held for a long time considering his previous internship at Planned Parenthood. (laughs) Had to throw that one in there. Uh, Whereas Scott Jensen lied to voters about his position on abortion and changed his stance as was convenient with the political winds. Therefore, be it resolved that uh, Scott Jensen is censured by the MNGOP State Central Committee. Uh, So, like I mentioned, that one I understood wasn't going to... uh, it wasn't going to pass, and I, I was I was all right with that. I kind of just wanted the statement to be out there just so people were at least questioning Scott Jensen and wondering what went on, and uh, just to get a feel for the room and just see how many of us uh, want to do something about this. Mm-hmm. And for there to be 113, so, that's a decent decent chunk of people. Yeah, well, but you said this had something to do with your interview with right. Han. So, what's so the- then, after uh, you know going through a lot of the things that happened at State Central with David Han, I asked him, is it your opinion that Minnesota has a constitutional right to abortion? And he said, no, no, of course not. And I said, well, then why did you send an email out that said specifically that? Because everybody knows that David Hand sent out an email to Republican candidates demanding that they use the poll-tested talking point that says that abortion up to the moment of birth is a constitutionally protected right. And then when I presented that very same email to his face, he said, no, I said the court said that. I said, no. And then I read word for word. Nowhere in there did he say that's what the courts were saying. He was saying that was his position. And uh, so he was trying to backtrack out of that every which way. Then he tried to blame Scott Jensen and said that, well, we were all just trying to follow what Scott Jensen wanted. And I said, just because Scott Jensen's wrong doesn't mean that everybody else needs to follow suit. And I asked him, so where in the Constitution is there a right to abortion up to the moment of birth? He said, well, that's what the courts determined. I said, well, where in the Constitution? Where in the Constitution? He had no answer, obviously. Uh, so I asked him, I said, is that the agenda that you would hope Republicans would implement if the, if uh, we had won a majority? He said, no, no. And I said, well, that's what you're telling them to do. So uh, Dawson, uh, pull up F10 there. I'm going to, uh, as soon as you said that, I realized we had written an article on this. By the way, DK... D. Kalush says at our booth it, at County Fair, yeah. it was 68% Trump. Yeah, that was at the Washington County Fair. Mm-hmm. This is what David Hans said. This is, was this dated? September of last year. 
And he's saying to basically, well, I'll just read it. As we gear up for the final stretch election season, the Democrats and the media will continue to try and bait you with questions about issues, most particularly abortion. This bait you. Well, that's a legitimate question people had. The state party and key stakeholders have developed and tested the following message, making this the official MNGOP statement response on abortion. <laughs> if asked, the party recommends that you answer the question as follows. Here are the facts. Abortion up to the moment of birth is a protected constitutional right in Minnesota. The only two ways this can be changed are by the Minnesota Supreme Court overturning the existing law or by Minnesota voters passing a state referendum. That is an inaccurate statement. That is mm -hmm. not a factual statement. It's nowhere in the Constitution. So right. you're saying he lied to you and said that that he didn't say that? Right, like, Literally exactly. what he said. No, th exactly. That's exactly what he was saying to me. He was saying, no, I said the court said that. And I said, well, I've got your email right in front of me. I can I can read for myself. And uh, yeah, then I, you know, just kept going on with him uh, after it became clear that, you know, he wasn't going to admit to the, to the lie. Uh, I pointed out how... Uh, you know, first I forced him to agree to the terms of what a chair is, meaning that you're supposed to be fair pre-endorsement to all the candidates. You support the endorsed candidate uh, in the primary. You support the Republican candidate in the general election. And then you help push a conservative agenda. He said, yes, I agree that that's what the role of the chair is. I said, perfect. Well, that's not what you did because you cut off data access on these five different candidates, five candidates who are running against establishment people, sometimes incumbent politicians uh and so i was telling him uh you know that he was damaging uh you know the reputation of the republican party by pulling stunts like that uh and you know he he had a million excuses in the world for that uh the one thing i did get him to semi-concede on was about tony jurgens and how tony jurgens is the reason for a democratic senate he said that tony jurgens was part of the reason uh, and he wasn't really uh, defensive of him, so that was a little bit nice to see and nice to deal with. But uh, well, did did you bring up that he called our, our previous BPOU chair and said not to censure? Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't say that though. Okay. No, because uh, yeah, he was mainly in agreement. He just wasn't willing to say things like I was saying them. Uh, then I went into, you know, uh, the Senate Victory Fund, uh, the HRCC. And how all of uh, these different Republican groups were supporting unendorsed candidates, unendorsed rhinos mm -hmm. uh, over, you know, conservative endorsed candidates. And, uh, you know, he, he was saying, well, I have nothing to do with that. I said, you're the chairman of the party. Oh, you're saying bullshit. Yeah, of course. I said, Jeez. I said, you know, you could call up your good buddy, Kurt Doubt. You could call up your good buddies from the uh, state Senate and you could tell them that, uh, you know, they should not be endorsing or supporting any unendorsed candidates from the Republican Party. And, uh, you know, both between, you know, Anna Matthews just chirping at every second, you know, anything that I had to say, you know, I'd specifically address David. I'd well, say, first of all, David, let she... me ask you a question. Then here's Anna. Well, let me jump in there. It's why like, is she doing that? I thought it was a one on one. That's the whole point of them is a one on one with David Hand. That's what. The, yeah, exactly. So is she doing most of the talking then for the most part. I mean, and. <laughs> You know, it, it was maybe about half and half because I kept directing it back to David. Uh, and, you know, she's sitting there telling me she's only been around for eight days. If you're if you've only been around for eight days, I don't need to hear from you because you obviously don't understand the dynamics. And, you know, she's been around in Minnesota politics longer than that, obviously, if she's involved with Tom Emmer. But uh, I don't need to I don't need to hear how uh, David Hand handled a situation from Anna Matthews. 
you know, I'd rather David Han himself tell me. Uh, so, you know, then we went into unity talk. We talked about how, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's <laughs> what I always love is, oh, we need unity. Oh, whatever. You, you know, take every shot at conservative grassroots operatives all the time. You mm-hmm. don't believe in unity. Yep. And I, I told him, you know, when you look at the examples of Kitson County and uh, what they did yep. to them and making them unrecognized for the state central previously, when you look at uh, what they did to Ottertail County kicking out 33 delegates, 33 duly elected conservative delegates just because they allegedly uh, supported Nathan Miller. Uh, and then also when you see what happened in Morrison County, delegate uh, list being manipulated, Ron Creech's wife all of a sudden shows up on the list. She wasn't at the caucus, but she's allowed to go. Uh, so, uh, you know, that that's the kind of stuff that I told him. That's why the grassroots doesn't trust you. That's why we support candidates and campaigns and not the party because uh he can't be trusted david han is a you know totally you know like i said he's a born loser and uh (laughs) for and you know when you shut out the voices of delegates like this when you shut out the conservative grassroots base that's why the people don't trust the party and i had to explain that to him as if he doesn't already know then we went into you know if you really want unity why are you trashing Action for Liberty? Why are you spreading these smears and these attacks and these emails uh, about Action for Liberty? Why are you targeting the number one conservative group in the state of Minnesota? Uh, and it's obviously because we're probably a threat in some way. Well, to what them. do you have to say about it? Well, he was saying that, uh, you know, oh, the, re- the reason that Action for Liberty is so bad is because all they do is go after Republicans. We've heard that one before. That's, That's the uh, establishment talking it's establishment point. Talk- it's, it's the number one talking point of the Rhino establishment class. We we had a, this is a funny story. There's a uh, uh, state senator that got the business from one of our big supporters, and he's like, "You need to get on board with what Action for Liberty is saying." And the state senator responds back to him. And by the way, he's forwarding him the email of our dump wall state fair sign, and the state senator responds back. The Republican state senator responds back. He goes. Um, action for liberty is no good. They only attack Republicans. He <laughs> says this to one of our big supporters who forwarded him our booth saying dump walls. Yeah, it's like, do you, do you even listen to yourself at this point? Like, right. you know, this is why no one trusts you. Yeah, it, you keep lying to their face, and some of these people actually kind of know you're lying to them. Well, it's the St. Paul group thing. You know, that's it where is, it all yeah. comes from. I think it's all of these politicians when they get in those caucus rooms, when they get in those, you know, private one-on-one conversations with each other, they're all trash and action for liberty. And, you know, for him to say that lie, that all action for mm-hmm. liberty does is go after Republicans, number one, all you have to do is go to the website and click on the articles, click on the news, and just start reading through. Because if there's anybody going after Lee Finky, it's us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where is David yeah, Hand on Finky? Where is David Han on Stinky Finky? Nowhere. I said that very same thing yeah. yesterday. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, go to the website and look who they're attacking. And yep. I, ta- I, I pointed out the... the the drunk guy. I yeah. Oh, Dan Walmart. Oh, Dan Walmart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, I was, and then the room that we were in, that was the same room that I called Eric Putnam out in. It happened to be at the same exact library. Uh, and that was when we were talking about gun rights with uh, Eric Putnam and, you know, letting it, letting the voters of the district know that he's a radical Democrat who is voting in line with every single gun control idea. And I said, what about when I was in this room calling out Eric Putnam? What about when I was door knocking against Eric Putnam? What about when I was door knocking against Judy Seberger? What about when I was door knocking against uh, uh, Matt Norris? You know, 
listened through a couple of these people and I said, how do you explain that? If Action for Liberty just goes after uh, Republicans, what was I doing? What was I doing then? Because it seems like I was, uh, you know, going against uh, the Democrats and the Democratic agenda. And, uh, you know, so he had a couple of things to say about Action for Liberty, but not very much because he he didn't have a response uh, to that. Yeah, not very much because, you know, and mainly it was Anna Matthews butting her, butting herself into the conversation where, you know, in a conversation that really she didn't belong in. And uh, it's, you know, I'm not saying that to be mean to her. I mean, obviously, she's new to the job. Wish her the best. But, uh, you know, if you're getting hired by hand and you're working in tandem with him and you're sitting there playing cover for him in a meeting that's supposed to be a one-on-one, I mean, that just shows you're you're a tool of the establishment. Yeah, I tried, she gave me a call. I tried calling her back. I even texted her, and it's been like two weeks. She hasn't gotten back to me. Mm. Meaning because you're a BPOU chairman? Yeah. Is that why? Yeah. yeah mm. He actually got guilt. <laughs> they recruited him or someone – Basically, no one will run their BPOU, so he became the BPOU Yeah, chairman. they nominated me from the floor. And <laughs> Wait a second. If I only attack Republicans, why don't I attack you? Were you there? Oh, when, maybe that's what they're referring to is when I get you there about Barbie. Yeah, you? I was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> be worse I didn't get a phone call. Hey, we elected hey. you a chair. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that's what they're referring to. I go after him for loving Barbie, so mm-hmm. that's I'm attacking a Republican. And Taylor right? Swift. And Taylor <laughs> yeah. Swift. Yeah. No, but, you know, overall, that, that basically sums up the meeting that I had with David Hand and uh, – you know, I, I was tough. You know, I'm not going to say I was being rude or anything. I don't think I was being rude or nasty to him in any way. I was being very tough and maybe a little bit uh, sarcastic sometimes when I'm asking him if he really thinks he earned that money, if he really thinks he's worth $100,000 a year, uh, because I told him, I don't think you are. And, you know, you look at the other state chairs all around this country, all the other Republican state chairs, uh, you know, Fred Hage at the convention said only five of them are paid. And, you know, you look at other states where, you know, super successful Republican parties where, you know, they don't take a dime. Uh, So the end of the conversation was basically a little tense, a little awkward. I said, you know, I'm sure this was a little confrontational, uh, you know, but these are the kind of conversations that need to be had if we want to win. Uh, you know, shook their hands on the way out. David Hand, obviously, he didn't want to shake my hand. You know, I had to force that one. Seriously? Oh, of course you not, man. You refused to shake your hand? No, he, he shook my hand, but you could see he didn't want to. You know, he didn't want to have the conversation with me in the first place. So, you know, the entire thing was just a tense, awkward meeting that I had to, you know, I had to turn the heat up on for. You should have done the Trump handshake, the power handshake, where he grabs the hand and, like, Yeah, pulls pull it, it in. <laughs> that would have been good to do to Let's David. Let's go to comments here. What do we got? Bad Hat Harry says, great graphics, Dawson. You should pop up the rants when they come through just like that. Um Agreed. I think he, we need a little pop-up oh, graphic on yeah. there. It might be a little harder than... I don't know what he's talking about. Like the pop-up on screen, I'm guessing, is what he's saying. Yep. Like the Twitter oh, thing. The, this is as close as we're probably going to get. Yeah. Uh, like that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which you should follow us on Twitter, by the way. Yep. What else we got? Um, uh, Billy22 says SVF is suing Edward Hahn, former chairman of Clay County BPOU. Mm. Uh, is the SVF suing him, or is the part? I, I knew the party was trying to get him to cease and desist from 
Hey, listen, it's all the same people. It's a Republican establishment. Not according right? to David Han. He has no authority and no power to talk to the Senate. Well, it is. They, they, they get their <laughs> credentials or whatever you call it from the party. Yeah, exactly. It is important to make the distinctions because, again, you make this point all the time where the truth hurts, so we should get the facts right. But th- there is no doubt Shut a connection up. there. Oh, what is, he, what is this? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll say something, then you'll come Oh, in now like I'm that. attacking Republicans. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Let's see. Well, no, you're just making a distinction, but it's like the party. What's the word I look for? Confirms the establishment of the SVF. Well, it's important to make the party. It's important to make the distinction because if someone doesn't know that there's a difference, they'll accept the establishment talking point that, oh, that's a separate organization. So it's important that everyone gets the information. That's the establishment talking point you Mm -hmm. just said. Yeah, right, what, yeah they, are, they are. We got to wrap yeah, up. No, that's what they here. were saying as well yeah. during that meeting as well. Uh, well, it's separate. We have nothing to do with it. So it's it's good to know the argument there. Yeah. Uh, Dover Dan says the chair seemed like he was trying to protect Han. He would try to answer for him and play it off, uh, yeah. like he didn't didn't know if the question was directed at Han. Um, mm-hmm. Dan Kalush, he read this one at our county fair. It was sixty-eight uh, percent Trump. By the way, Dan. I know, I know you have some state fair dates in mind. Let's chat after the show. Uh, what else do I want to read? Uh, Byron of Sidious says, as a side note, along these lines, can you guys recommend someone who could please get Jess Hansen the heck out? <laughs> that be nice? I, I don't know. A lot of Democrats that need to get get kicked out of office. Yeah. Is Burnsville? that a Democrat? Yeah, Burnsville. Yeah. Okay. Or something like that. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tucker says, demanding answers is not being rude. True. Yeah. Um, and then Billy says the SVF is a slush fund for incumbents. They pass money back and forth. You can go on. That's yeah, very true. Very one, true. You know, yeah, well, you no, what, oh, no, but we got to make sure that everyone understands they're separate. That's mm-hmm. 100% right. The money flows to and from the Republican Party, right? Right, yeah. and that's why we got to say that. You can't just say they're the same I know, organization. But you like throwing this over yeah. my head. It's like, oh, and, the truth hurts. We can't. And, and, yeah, but I agree, with what Tucker's, I agree with what Tucker's saying there. Because Come on, he's can saying, I have uh, some fun here, William? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with what Tucker's saying. He's saying demanding answers is not rude, but I'll be honest. Uh, I was accused by David Han of being rude, of being uh, really? argumentative and whatnot, <laughs> yeah, because he said be, that, that you know, he said, you know, you don't show me any respect and you want me to show respect to yeah. you. And, uh, you know, he, after I called him divisive, he said, well, and you aren't, I said, I'm not the chair, <laughs> you know, and it's not my job to, you know, uh, you know, it's his job to be unifying. It's his job to bring Great people point. together. And if 40% of the state central committee don't like you, that means you're not doing a good job. You know, really well, think about it. At state central, it should be like, 90 percent approval right you know everybody should just agree like yeah the chair is a good guy he he runs things fairly you know that's what it should be it shouldn't be even like a a liberty person or anything it's just that guy's fair yeah yeah and can keep the party moving in the right direction right and win and win well listen here's the deal um let's have him on the show you got the offer guys I don't think they're going to come on the show. Apparently, they watch the show, too. So and that's what they say. They, 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 they should come on the show, play. okay? Well, I don't I'm think – David Hand didn't say he watches it, but Anna Matthews said she right, well, said she does. So There's no Be benefit. careful for her, though. She, the, she the likes to like talk. The reason I like doing one-on-ones is that way if they get the business like you gave them, it's minimal damage. There's no one else around, right? So it's not – I think you guys are owed this conversation. And was it you, Brad, that made the point? Yeah. It needs to happen. 30 statewide elections in a row we've lost. Yes. Yeah. So, listen, we could be a huge ally. Let's 
let's get on. But we got to discuss this. We got to talk it out. All right. So are you a big enough man to come on the show, David Hand? Let us know. By the way, I'll also come on any show you want me to and discuss these things. The David Hand show. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he'll feature you in the newsletter that no one reads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to another so episode much, of so Rhinos. On that. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got to run. I got to call at 2.30. So thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate all your comments for tuning in every week, even if you're watching after the fact. Join us if you can on 1 o'clock Tuesdays and Thursdays live because it's so much fun being part of the live show. It all is. these people come in. It's so much fun. And, Brad, thank you for joining us for the first time. I don't think this will be the last. It was awesome. It is so <laughs> cool to have you here. Yeah, and thank you to all the people that went to State Central. You know, we're, yes. we're, we're brothers in arms now. We're ready to go. We're fighters. So, yeah, right. no, I think uh, – yeah, we'll see what happens for the next state central, but I got some plans. <laughs> we'll leave it right there. I don't know what that means. He's got plans, guys. I uh, can only imagine what those resolutions will be like. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you on Thursday. Take care.